This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Howard finally won a MEAC conference game. Thank God. I was tired of them losing. They had lost I don't know how many games in a row. They hadn't won a game since December 2019. And they beat Hampton, I think, by two. And they beat Merlin Eastern Shore on Monday by two. They tried to give the game away. And I noticed they only dressed 10 players. And they only played about eight of them. Wow. See, my Howard's going to win the MEAC championship bit is taking a hit because people are getting injured and it's already tough enough for them to win games. And they tried to give that away. They had a five-point lead with less than a minute to go and it came down to the last possession. Like, what are you doing? CJ had, he had an okay game. I think he had about 18. Wayne Bristol Jr. had about 20. Nate Garvey was all right. And that's what you need. You need CJ and Wayne. CJ and Wayne. You need CJ and Wayne to both score about 20 points a game in the conference tournament for them to win. And I think they will, even against tougher teams. I'm telling you, they coming. They're still going to win the MEAC championship. Just get ready. Just get ready. Their win against Merlin Eastern Shore was just one of six straight. Get ready. Now let's talk about my other team real quick, OU men's basketball. Now, they go against Texas last night, 18-11 versus 18-11. Both teams are like 9-8 and eight in the conference or 8-8 eight eight in the conference. Are you serious, bro? Are you serious? I was like, okay, we can add to this. We can take them. We can definitely take them. I'm watching the game. It's back and forth. This kid, Brock Cunningham, is all over the place for Texas. He's grabbing rebounds. He's in the middle of everything. And he's getting steals. It was just, he was just annoying. He wasn't scoring any points. He was just hustling. I was like, this guy get on my nerves. But yet still, we were making plays. We had the lead. We had control of the game. And when Brady Manick, when Brady Manick blocked that shot, Texas was down two, I believe. Brady Manick blocked that shot. I captured it on Instagram. And I was like, yep, game over. We got it. That's game. That's it. We won. Thank God, man. That was the clutch play. We're going to win. Man, we're going to hit these free throws, and what happened? I think Brady hit one free throw, missed the other one. Then we get another stop, and then Doolittle misses both free throws. He's the lone senior on senior night. Well, he's the most important senior on senior night. He misses both free throws. Texas drives down the floor, and... They make a miracle three to win the game. I'm stunned. I'm like, man, get the fuck out of here, man. You have got to be kidding me. That is the reverse. That is the reverse of what happened in 2016 when Buddy hit that game-winning three on the opposite end of the court to beat Texas. That's literally the opposite of what happened that game. 
And you know what's funny? Doolittle was pretty much a bench warmer and a freshman in that game. This game, he was the man and the senior. Last home game, bitter rivals, you didn't deliver. Come on, brother. But it's okay. He still had a pretty good career, and he's still that guy. I mean, this is just one game, and we'll be back. He'll be back. I mean, you got the conference tournament to redeem yourself. You got the NCAA tournament to redeem yourself. I think they did just enough to get into the tournament. But losing that game against Texas did not help. And considering that most of these OU basketball teams are one and done in a Big 12 tournament, it's not looking good. We could mess around and get left out. Now, you keep playing with the bubble, your bubble will get burst eventually. See, we've been lucky these past few years. But this year, I don't know. Teams you think are slam dunk should be in, don't get in. All right, now, y'all might want to quit playing around. You might want to win another game or two in the tournament, in the Big 12 tournament, just to be safe. Because there's no promises that you'll get in the tournament. Please, OU men basketball, please get it together. I'm just saying. So, if you're in Washington, D.C., which the few people who listen to this probably aren't in Washington, D.C., but... All they talk about lately is Tua and Chase Young. Mind you that local sports radio, especially 106.7 The Fan, what's going to dominate the airwaves is Redskins draft talk. I swear, this happens from February all the way up to the draft happens. Then after that, they'll start talking nationals and capitals and maybe the Wizards that they're playing. But from February until about the end of April, May, whenever the draft is, they talk about the Redskins. You know, my other station I listen to is 95.5, but, you know, I'd rather listen to 106.7. So it's a lot of Tua and Chase Young talk. So the Redskins got the number two pick. We've been assuming for months, okay, we're going to – not where, because I'm an Eagles fan. But Redskins are going to take Trace, Chase Young. They're going to take Chase Young. He's the best defensive player in the draft. And you're going to build your defense around him. Or you're going to add a few more pieces to a solid defense. And then he's just the cornerstone piece. Okay. It seemed like that's a done deal, right? But then you got all this Tua hype. Where it come from? Don't he got a bad hip? Now, here's the thing, though. People have been saying for months that he's just as good as Joe Burrow. And honestly, if you watch the Alabama-LSU game, that tells you all you need to know. He is just as good as Joe Burrow. The only problem is that that hip and the injury history, man. That Clemson game. (laughs) That Clemson game in the championship. That Georgia game before then, I mean, those are head scratchers. But, yeah, okay, he's just as talented as Joe Burrow. But the the bait is, do you take Chase Young or do you trade back and get some extra picks from Miami or whoever? My thing is, I think they should 
take Chase Young. I think they should and just stick with Haskins and uh, put some other pieces around him. Now, I could see them trading back, too. But also, another part of the debate is they take Tua at two. And you maybe have him compete with Dwayne Haskins. I don't know, bro. I, I think you don't have that. No. You might as well trade Dwayne Haskins. If you're going to do that, you might as well trade Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins is going to ask for a trade, probably, if you take Tua. I'm serious. He's probably going to ask for a trade if you take Tua. So, if you... See, you got a new regime with the Redskins. And they might think, oh, this Tua kid is so good. Let's just build our team around him. They just might do it. They just might do it. But to be honest, you either take Chase Young or just trade the pick and move back and get more picks and get several good players and fill some holes. It's up to you. Or just um like... You could trade back and get one of these offensive tackles. Get one of these offensive tackles and then get in, get a cornerback and maybe get something else like another tight end or a linebacker. Man, there's so many things they need. It's not even funny. Um, but do you want to miss out on getting Chase Young? And, of course, the argument I keep hearing is, Look at all these pass rushers that don't have titles, like a J.J. Watt or a Jadavion Clowney. All the elite, like a Nick Bosa. The both of the Bosa brothers. Yeah, they impact players. They don't got titles. And they only can make but so much impact. You know, the Frank Clarks and the Cameron Jordans. They're on good teams, and they... They are pretty good players, but their ultimate impact doesn't equal to where to a quarterback, to a good quarterback like Tua. Okay. Yes, sure. But still, you have Dwayne Haskins and um you're gonna I say you don't pass up on Chase Young, because Chase Young is just Amazing, and he's one of the best pass rushers of the decade, at least coming out the draft. Like, how do you even (laughs) – I mean, how do you even pass that up? Seriously. Unless you think Tua is just really that good, you got to take Chase Young or just move back and get get a corner, get a – uh, a tackle or get another and get another receiver. You know, we'll see. We'll see. I know we're going to keep hearing about this until April because I live in D.C. and that's what they're going to talk about. They're going to talk about Tua versus Chase Young. They'll sprinkle in some capitals every now and then, but come on, man. Ain't nobody worrying about the capitals. I, I don't even know what their record is right now. That's my team and all, but anybody keeping up with them. The playoffs start next month, and the Wizards are out of it. The Wizards are out of it. Bradley Bill, okay, they did talk a little bit of Wizards last night, and 
The main thing is, do you sit Bradley Bill in tank? Because the Eastern Conference is so bad that the Wizards are five games away from eighth spot. Where you get in the playoffs, yeah, you'll get swept by Milwaukee, but you'll get your young players like Rui Hachimura and Mo uh, Wagner and Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant, you'll get them some playoff experience. And um, you might even bring John Wall back. He probably won't come back. But the possibilities are endless if you try to make that playoff run. If you're a competitor like they are, yeah, sure, definitely. Go for that playoff. But if you're thinking long term, you're also five games back of being the second worst team in the league. In the Eastern Conference, which means you'll get a higher draft pick, which means you'll get a higher draft pick. You'll be in the lottery. You might mess around, get the number one pick. and You might get James Wiseman or LaMelo Ball or one one of them really good players. And you can you could put him in there with John Wall, Bradley Bill, Rui Hachimura. And a bunch of other role players that they'll have. I like that. I like that. Tanking does sound good. But I know the the competitor in me like, mm, man, I'd love to see this team in the playoffs. I'd love to go watch them play, even though they'll probably get swept. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm rooting for them. But see what happens. Uh so Draymond signed with Converse. I didn't even know he was with Nike. He was at he was with Nike at first. So he signed with Converse. I'm like, who outside of San Francisco would buy any Draymond Green shoes? People are already clowning Draymond Green on the internet about having his own shoe. Like he's the butt of a lot of NBA Twitter jokes. But then again, I gotta remember that Twitter is only a tiny bit of the population and there's a lot of people we don't account for that probably really like Draymond Green especially Michigan State people you know they, they'll probably buy some Draymond Green shoes so maybe it's not that bad maybe it's not that bad uh it, it was a little weird to me seeing that headline I I understand I understand you know he just keep being him and if the Warriors start winning again and he becomes, he reclaims his spot as a top personality in the league, I think those shoes can sell. But for now, if I read the pulse of, of Twitter and other big-time NBA social media people, not big-time, but most people who follow basketball on Twitter, I don't think they... <laughs> Filling Draymond Green shoes. They're clowning. Like, it's just an opportunity to make memes and to joke around. What are you doing? But hey, hey, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes because there's a lot of people who think he's a joke. There's a lot of people who don't like him. Then there's a lot of people that adore, adore him, like Warriors fans, like true Warrior fans, and Michigan State fans. So we'll see. I want to see how they look. I want to see how they look. I'm not really a shoe person. I do want those James Harden, James Harden shoes. 
the one that had thunder colors. I want those. And I also want Trey Young shoes whenever they come out. Whenever he comes out with a signature shoe, I want to buy it. That's another topic for another day. Uh, LeVar Ball is back on the Fox Sports car wash, which means uh, you go if you're in L.A., you go from undisputed to Colin Cowherd and then the first things first. But I don't think he went the first things first. I think he went to undisputed and then he went to uh, Colin Cowherd. I don't think he really has a good relationship with the people at first things first, especially with Whitlock running the show. I don't know. They they could have had him on there, but... He's back at it again. Um, Jello just got signed by the G League, so he'll end up on any G League team, but it's about a month left in the season. So I don't know what team he's going to be on. Or whatever. I would love to see him play. Especially, especially if he ends up with the Capital City Go-Go. I haven't been to a Capital City Go-Go ever since they cre- ever since they created the team, I haven't been. The stadium's 10, 15 minutes away. It's right down Alabama Avenue. It's on the other end of Alabama Avenue, and I haven't been. I live off Alabama Avenue, and the stadium's on the other end of Alabama Avenue. Haven't been. Not, not really that interested. It's about D.C. Defenders prices, but I'm more connected with D.C. Defenders. But I would love to see Jello with the Capital City Go-Go. That would be great. If y'all can swing that, I'll, I'll at least go to one game for sure. We'll see. I mean, LeVar Ball said still not giving up on the dream of all three of his children playing together in the NBA. And it's looking possible. LaMelo... It's going to be a top five pick. He also said that LaMelo would fit well in New York because he's a big city guy. I, I can understand that because he's been at least Instagram famous and YouTube famous since 2015, 2016. So he's used to the limelight by now. I mean, the last part of his childhood it's in the limelight, so he's used to it. So I'm sure he will. He will love New York until all that criticism comes through. Then it's gonna be tough. I think he'll be fine. I mean, come on. People come for his family, him and his brothers, all the time. So, well, how would this be any different? But I enjoy. I enjoy seeing Levar Ball on TV all the time. I. My attention, he always gets my attention every time he's on TV. And he got the brand back up and running. He got the site back up and running. Yeah, sure, stuff is cheaper, by, but not by much. Maybe by a small percentage, but stuff is still pretty pricey. Because it's the brand. It's a big baller brand. <laughs> I still got a shirt, by the way, that cost me 50 bucks, But it was dope. It's dope. I don't mind. I, it feels weird wearing it sometimes, so <laughs> that's probably why I don't wear it as much. But, all right, 
So the last real topic I'm about to say is uh, Tony Romo. Tony Romo in the CBA. So Tony Romo got a $17 million contract for CBS. I'm just soaking in all the opinions on it. I'm just shocked at how many big-time players just hating. They just hating because they feel like, how does an announcer make more money than them and they actually play the game? Yeah, sure. It doesn't make sense conceptually. It doesn't make sense. But economically, it makes perfect sense. It's capitalism. <laughs> it's cap- this is not the NFL, bro. There's no salary cap in CBS. Supply and demand. ESPN was bidding for him. Other people were bidding for him. So that rolls up the demand. <laughs> that rolls up the demand. And there's not much of a supply of Tony Romo's out there. So then that affected the cost. And there you go. Is that simple, basic economics? But, you know, that doesn't help the CBA. I just hope and pray there's not another lockout. Because we're headed that way. They're already mad about the contract. Like, some of the big-time players already mad about the contract that's being proposed. But this isn't. This isn't going to help. Yeah, Tony Romo making that kind of money. But I feel like NFL players going to make, slowly going to make more and more and more and more because of TV contracts. But I understand. They putting their bodies on the line every day, uh, getting hurt. And they ain't going to be in the league for so long. So I understand Get as much money as you can. I understand. But it's just a difference between CBS money and NFL salary cap money. I'm I'm just sorry. You got to realize that. You got to realize that. Uh, It's just always going to be a struggle. It's always going to be a struggle between the players and the owners. It's always been like that. I mean, it's been multiple lockouts. You're just going to have to wait and see. Is Tony Romo worth $17 million? I, um, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough one. To me, not, not really. I mean, I don't really pay attention to Tony Romo like that. I mean, he is really good. He is the best in the business. But when it comes to economics, I can see why. CBS really wanted him. ESPN really wanted him. And they got the money to keep him. I mean, that's anything. You got the money to keep top talent, you keep him. Same thing happens in soccer, baseball, all that. All that. <laughs> you got the bread and you really want somebody, you just throw it out there. That's on God. That's on everything. And the last thing I'm talking about is, well, there's a 2K tournament next Saturday. I think I'm going to go ahead and do it. Despite the fact that I don't have 2K20, I don't have PS4, I'm ne- I've, never been, I've never been more than above average in NBA 2K. I don't even think I'm average at 2K. 
is not my strong suit. I'm a Madden gamer. I'm in a Madden league. I don't play 2K every day like my little brother and my friend from OU. Like, just no, man. I just That's just not my game. But I'm just so tempted to play in that game, to play in that tournament. I'm very tempted. Very tempted. I want to. I want to. And you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to go for it. Now, I'll probably practice on 2K19 for now, and then eventually I'll buy the game, and I'll start practicing on the game just a little bit. Let's see what I can do. I think it'll be fun. You know, I regret not doing the tournament, so I might as well, I might as well challenge myself. That's one of the principles of GOAT Level Brand, challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. And another thing I want to challenge myself to do is to produce a perfect bracket in the NCAA tournament. Selection Sunday is a week and a half away. Why not? Why not go for it? If I can do the research and and find some crazy way to make a perfect bracket, why not? Why not go for it? I'm going to go for it and we'll see what I can do. If I make if I get a perfect bracket, listen, I'll be definitely the GOAT. <laughs> I'm already the GOAT. But people will really, people will really go crazy then. They'll lose their mind. Like, how do you do that? Man, because I'm smart like that. We'll see, though. The NCAA tournament is crazy. You you think you're sure and then it just doesn't work out. I'm probably going to join every bracket challenge imaginable. Just so I can get the most out of this. I'm very confident in this tournament. Especially once I do research and start catching up on what these teams are like. And who is sleepers. And who actually has a chance of winning this damn tournament. But we'll see. But for now, I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.